No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> And it's time for another Con Air Radio. Of course, uh, we're all here. You got Cameron, the film dropout. Hey, hey, hey. Of course, I'm Jared and Artab. That's me. All right, so we're back for another episode of Con Air Radio. And, uh, well, let's talk about uh, the holiday that just passed, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Everyone's favorite feasting holiday. Yeah, that it. Uh, a lot of food. I'm still feeling the effects of it. I just finished off the turkey, uh, yeah. like yesterday. <laughs> I was back east, so uh, seeing family, so like 50 people, and we all just go through every. There's really nothing left over after we come through and just destroy a meal. There were two turkeys. One was grilled. One was, you know, prepared the traditional way, and all assortment of, of uh, side dishes and goodies. That nice. It's always those side dishes. They are so special ones, you know, the... What is it, uh, um, um, uh, potato, sweet potato? Sweet potato. I, I, actually, it's funny you mention that because this is the first year I've had sweet potatoes that I actually uh, liked. My uh, aunt Marcy had made, uh, she's from the south, and she made sweet potatoes with like a pecan pie type crust. Oh. So like imagine like the filling top of a pecan pie over sweet potatoes, and it was the most amazing thing. We make usually make ours, um, uh, my wife makes ours, um, in the uh, uh, like little balls. Oh, and, right on. And they're, they're small portions, but it's like you can just, I could put three of these things on my plate, scarf, scarf, scarf. I need more of these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so you don't have to do it on the big dish. Yeah, no, we, uh, we did Friendsgiving. Uh, a bunch of us uh, got, together, got together down in Maricopa uh, with a bunch of friends. We did a, like a potluck-style mm. Thanksgiving. It was really cool. Um, the turkey actually cooked a lot quicker than we thought it was going to. Like, like it was about a 21-pound turkey, and it said it needed to cook for almost, you know, three and a half, four hours. It was done in two. <laughs> convention oven? I, convention? I, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of leftovers, but n- not enough for, like, multiple days. It was, like, one day of leftovers. I think we have um, maybe three slices of cherry pie left. <laughs> Black mm-hmm. cherry pie, actually. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty interesting. It was a it was at least a decent decent Thanksgiving, and didn't go out for Black Friday at all. <laughs> no. no, I didn't go out for Black Friday either. I, I I'm over Black Friday. Oh, I, I, don't know. I never really have an interest in going. I I've seen some good sales, and I I there were a couple that really kind of just tinkled in front of me, and there's not like okay, three hundred dollars, a fifty five inch four K TV. I'm like, what the <laughs> what <laughs> where <I> right. <laughs> No, no, I, I just hate how it's kind of bled into Gray Thursday. Oh, is that what the official that, term that, is? I've been wondering what we were going to call the Thanksgiving that where yeah. the shopping starts. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's what I've been hearing is the official term for shopping on Thanksgiving night is Gray Thursday. Yeah, I'm not about that life. Yeah, I'm yeah. Turkey uh, Thursday for me, it's it's food, it's football, and family if, and family. Oh yeah, that the three yeah. F's. Yeah, and then yeah. well, it's three F's and then M, uh, food, family, movie. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a tendency. To, I didn't, though. And that was the thing. I was so eager. I was like, okay, what do we want to go see? What do we want to go to see? It was like, oh, oh, I'm not moving. <laughs> not moving. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was It was good. I mean, we got a, got a lot got a lot done, which was good. There, a lot of stuff that we wanted to do. Uh, we actually went to go see uh, go see a movie in a very special theater. It was actually kind of cool. What'd you see? What theater? What theater was it? Uh, actually, down in uh, down in Maricopa at the Ultra Star, uh, they actually have uh, uh, it's like an entertainment complex type thing. They got dinner, uh, video games, bowling, um, I that's think laser tag, and movie theater. That's all connected. Fat Cats, basically. No, yeah, cool. it's, it's like like Fat Cats. It's like like Fat Cats uh, main event, but this one actually has like the. Uh, the movie theater attached with it, and they have these things called the uh, called the D box seats. D box. D box. These are actually really cool. Um, they're motion chairs. Oh, that's for the the 4D. Yeah, kind kind of like 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 one like movies for the 4D. Um, but we actually went to go watch Fantastic Beasts, and we sat in these chairs, and it's like it was actually kind of cool, like feeling the rumble and moving back and forth. It was actually. It's pretty interesting. They're actually really popular over in China and Japan, I guess. Yeah. Where, where you can have the full motion seats, and, you know, you get an earthquake, and your whole damn chair is going, you know. Yeah. So slowly movies are becoming more and more like the, the basic Universal Studios tour rides. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got and it. A, Got a, it. A little cheaper. A yeah. <laughs> little cheaper, but. I remember one time uh, when I, the one and only time I've ever visited Universal Studios, I went on the Backdraft ride, which yes. is uh, all about fire. And uh, I was standing there watching this wonderful automated display of fire just enveloped this room and sprinklers and everything are spraying and coming on and all of a sudden as I'm watching this I felt something a wet drop just hit me right directly in the eyeball Uh and I didn't know what it was because I was so distracted by the flame and everything I don't know if this was just spray off of some other chemical that's used to ignite the fire so I got freaked out for a little minute for a minute (laughs) but apparently it was nothing but just I don't know bullseye right in the eye Man. It's oil. It's gas. Ah! I was not sure. I was terrified for a moment. It's not burning. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that that was it. Was pretty fun. I mean, I, I highly recommend it if uh, if you have the money for it. It's great. Um, we didn't see it in 3D. We saw it in 2D with the with the motion seats. I think in 3D it would have been a little bit more intense. But I don't know. I'm, I've I've gone over it in my head trying to remember, you know, what parts of uh, Fantastic Beats would really be be the uh, the 3D type effect, and there were some that I could definitely say that that would have been all right in 3D, mm-hmm. but it didn't seem to me that it was like constructed for 3D. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I kind of want to go back and watch it in 3D just to see what what it would have been, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, that's it was. It was pretty cool. Was Fantastic Beasts the only thing you saw over the holiday? Uh, the only thing in theater that we saw okay. in the holiday for the holiday, uh, we sat and watched a lot of uh, a lot of TV movies and whatnot. We actually uh, watched every Thanksgiving episode of uh, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, not me on that. <laughs> I, I I actually was kind of going through withdrawal a little bit because um, um, a great actor um, passed away over this. Last little period, uh, Ron Glass. Yes. From Firefly. So I got very nostalgic and I turned around going, all right, I'm going to go do a Firefly marathon and I'm just going to sit and watch. And I made it through uh, probably about six or seven episodes and I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, we, we, we had the, we already had the three big deaths for this, for this round. 
there were so many uh, this last couple no, of weeks. Yeah, that rule is off. That this, to, this is 2016. Yeah. That rule has been thrown out the window. It's not. It's not coming in threes. It's it, coming in whenever the fuck it yeah, wants. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we lost what three good three good actors and Fidel Castro. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, that one I'm not really. I'm not really in sorrow. For yeah, <laughs> no, but but still, yeah, that's. I mean, Florence Henderson. Oh, great actress. That's, that 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 actually kind of hit me in the hit me in the feels. But I did get the uh, the tic tac toe, which was good. Because okay. yeah, <laughs> the uh, um, I, I had a friend who made a post because um, uh, she was uh, very familiar with Ron Glass, mm-hmm. um, and actually from. Um, I guess leaving a creation entertainment back a, f- a few years back when they had the Firefly ones, um, something had happened, and this friend of mine ended up getting to drive Ron Glass home. Oh wow! No, not back to the hotel. She drove him all the way back to his house. <laughs> nice. Um, and so they had this conversation all the way going home, and he was telling about his, his or she was telling, or he was telling her about his <coughs> charities and such like that, and it was a really good conversation. And but uh, she said that she was going so many twists, so many turns, she'd lost track of how to get back home. Mm-hmm. And he turned, he turned around. And he said, "Oh, but just a second. So he got out of the car, basically went in and got his car keys, jumped in his Mercedes, and drove her out to the end of the to the <laughs> the housing development so she can get home. Oh, nice. So uh, she was uh, quite excited about it because she had an extensive conversation with him, you know, and she was. It, she's a big fan, and she goes to these cons. I, I mean, she works at four cons, mm-hmm. so she's at a con almost every weekend or every other weekend. Nice. So um, you know, this is the kind of thing that affects her massively because you know, when somebody of, of his stature of of a show that she was really enveloped in passes away, she kind of got shook. Yeah. So. But um, well, there, there was another thing that uh, that happened during this this past week. Actually, I guess uh, uh, today we got uh, we got word of another uh, little convention, yes, little up and coming convention that we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be out, we're gonna be covering. Well, we haven't been confirmed yet. We haven't been confirmed but, yet, but, but uh, we, we want to go. Yeah, we want to go. They seem to be interested in having us to go. Uh, it is the Arizona Gaming Fair. Uh, it'll be uh, in January, I believe, on the 21st, 22nd uh, at the Mesa Convention Center. Um, Ooh, what kind of gaming? It's tabletop gaming. Mostly so, tabletop? Or uh, tabletop? Tabletop cards. Um, I don't really know all the details because we've just kind of gotten into the conversation with it. Um, but hopefully what we'll have to do, we'll have someone from, the, from their little fair come on to the show, probably here in December if we can, uh, who might explain Yeah, I know there's a like a whole bit. niche like kind of subgroup of people who are big about board games and things like that or tabletop gaming. Well, there's, you've, you've been to Phoenix Comic Con, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, have you ever been to the second floor of the Hyatt during Phoenix Comic Con? There's so much going on usually at Phoenix <laughs> Comic Con. I, I, I know I'm always missing something. The whole second floor of the Phoenix, when you go in up to go upstairs, is set up for game tabletop yeah. gaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, people like bringing in their own games that they've designed to like test them out. Maybe. No, well, they may be doing that, but I do know um, someone who we had uh, had a, a video with earlier, and I, uh, her name is Tiffany. Um, she uh, normally would run these things. I'm pretty sure that she ran them. Um, but they were virtually, uh, you know, 30 different tables or something, but people are paying everything from 
Dungeons and Dragons to um, Pokemon to uh, anything that, that that was basically in existence. I mean, I mm-hmm. almost expect to see someone playing Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, look, it's Monopoly. Possible. It's possible. I've seen it. But The uh, only other game that destroys families <laughs> next to Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, these, they've been... Uh, they've been really kind of expanding, like with most of the cons. Um, You know, every time uh, someone comes up with an idea for a con, all of a sudden now there's a new idea, like, oh, we can do this or we can do that. Uh, We did uh, Game On Expo. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I was, I had actually very low expectations in Game On Expo because I'm sitting there going, oh, it's just a gaming thing. You know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But I arrived there and I enjoyed it. And uh, we um, had really good interviews with some awesome people. Yeah, you know, Steve Downs, Steve uh, Downs. Jennifer Taylor, um, and your favorite yeah, Darren <laughs> Darren DePaul. Darren um, and and then there's so many cosplayers that we got a chance to talk to. You know, um, we had a great interview with uh, <laughs> Kibba, um, mm-hmm. the cosplay dog, cosplay <laughs> corgi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it was a great conversation. And of course, he took over most of the conversation. But no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, he, that, that that dog, he's a talker. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a talker. Yeah, but uh, it, it, we're looking forward to this. Um, it's basically uh, we've got our two first cons are in January, which is the Anime Con, Taiyu Con, Taiyu Con, and uh, and hopefully this one. Um, we look like we will be there. Um, I'm hoping at the Arizona Gaming Fair with at least three of us, um, and we've been given permission to podcast from there for. Nice. We will be doing like something like this, hopefully, and uh, we'll be talking. With the rumblings of the con in the background. Uh, Yes, and from what I understand, the uh, the podcast groups is going to be right between the two sections. So there's going to be gaming on one side and gaming on the other side. We'll be trapped. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. We can deal with that. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, we've got a couple of the other ones that haven't been secured yet. We're still talking with uh, Monkey Paw about do, do doing uh, the, their five cons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also looking at Wild West Con, and that conversation is kind of increasing a little bit, too. That's so good. Um, That's hopefully good. Hopefully we'll be doing something there. I'm de- definitely looking forward to that one. I've never been to, to, the, to that Wild West Con before. Yes. I, want, I definitely want to check it out. Very much looking forward to it. And uh, secured the room for the uh, Phoenix Comic Con, nice. so we will have our balcony. We will be broadcasting Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. So we will have physically three podcasts going up that week nice. of our convention. So yeah, definitely stay tuned. The to, gauntlet. Uh, yeah. The gauntlet. Yeah, bring your Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the five-hour shots. Bring the Red Bull because this is after the con is for <laughs> closed. We will be tired, possibly oh, yeah. drunk, but we will be tired. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, so yeah, I guess that's a that I, I guess that's a good stopping point for now. We'll take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. We're going to start uh, actually going a little bit more in depth into uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them for for those of us that have seen it. Where can we find them? I can't, yes. I can't find them. <laughs> Yeah, apparently not at the movie theater. I, I know. Uh, oh, oh, preview, preview. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we will we'll be right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. 
and she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. All right, we are back, and uh, so like I said before, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, talk about a movie that just came out called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's fantastic. Kind of the uh, a prequel to the Harry Potter series, uh, having to do with wizardry in America uh, during the uh, the early twenties during the flapper uh, the flapper times, <laughs> um, and uh, so what what did you guys think about the movie? Not very fantastic. I was uh, I was disappointed, uh, to be honest. Um, for something that is as fun and whimsical as uh, Harry Potter is, this certainly was lacking all of that. Uh, I saw a dark, dreary, uh, oppression-based movie that uh, just kind of wasn't what I was looking for for a, a fun kind of family-friendly holiday film. A lot of the critics, though, did already say that that, that was going to be the the whole idea that this would be darker. This would mm-hmm. be um, definitely different. It's not the bright family-friendly go 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 with the you know the kids that are ever so enjoyable and stuff like that. Um, I did enjoy the magic. I love the creatures. Um, but yeah, but yes. the thing is, there was never there wasn't enough. Of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> There's never enough of any of the creatures. I would have been happy with a movie that just said, oh, here's all these magical creatures, and here's what they do, and here's how they affect the wizarding world, and here's why we need to protect them if they wanted to go that route. There was uh, Because the, one of the big things they were talking about in the film is we have to protect these creatures because people are killing them. Well, why? What's why? I, and I didn't understand. I didn't think it was clearly scared. explained uh, mm-hmm. about why people were uh, adamant, especially the wizarding community, about why they were adamant on killing mm-hmm. these creatures off. And the only thing I could come to is, uh, the only idea I could come up with was, well, maybe they're somehow a uh, risk exposure of the wizarding world to the non-mages or the, wi- or the muggles. But again, why would you still want to exterminate you know, entire species for that? Uh, so that just kind of didn't, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And also that's another you know, dark concept of the film that you're dealing with mass extermination. Well, I, I, I kind of think they're, they're going to be getting into that a little bit more. I mean, the, this series is slated for five movies. Yes. So, I mean, uh, personally, I think this was a great introduction into the American wizarding community as to you know, how, how it differs for, from you know, what we know from Harry Potter. Um, I mean, sure, there's you know, one, one character who is coming from Hogwarts, which is the, the main uh, Newt, the main character. So you kind of see a little bit of a, you know, th- th- this is, Newt is us. I mean, th- this is all we know about the wizarding community is Hogwarts. Right. So he's kind of introducing not just himself, but also the... the You're saying he's the vehicle everybody. for the story. Yeah, he's the vehicle for the story. And I kind of feel like that's more of a a decent introduction to okay this is what we what we can come to expect it's not going to give away the entire ship but here's True. here's a little bit well my the other aspect of it too was uh, you know you're talking about uh how how it's being exposed to us like well we're americans so we're trying to relate to you know what American wizarding life is like. Mm-hmm. And uh all I can say is uh, wow is that oppressive <laughs> yeah uh, that was yeah it I was amazed at how oppressive and dark and how shitty, frankly, it seems American wizarding life is like. Um, mm-hmm. The president of the wizardry. It was to the point like where the it just wasn't that. fun. That was another unfun part of it to me. It's like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie that's just... And not to be overly patriotic or anything or nationalistic, but you know, we've already you, got enough problems going on. Let's, let's have some positives. But right. some at, fun the same, at the same time, life. consider the timeline. 
that wasn't a fun timeline. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It, it was it was a pretty you know it, it was a pretty depressed depressing time. And you can't. It's like you can't go back to the uh, Bronze Age and make it all fuzzy and fuffy. <laughs> it's it's kill kill kill. Take, you take, didn't take, need to set in that timeline, but. right? <laughs> yeah, but it. it it has there's, its there's place. fun stories. There there were fun stories in there and just missed opportunities. I think right. I, and to, to be honest, I would have liked a, a more of a like a beginning where he takes the here's his here's his book that he spent all this time creating, you know, flipping the pages and then they kind of say, like, now here's how we got this. You know how you know this is where this came from. Um, you know I don't know a, a wiki of uh, of uh, Fantastic Beasts. Well, and that's essentially what <laughs> yeah. the original book that this whole movie is based off of was. It was the textbook right. that he ultimately writes, um, which is, you know, the movie's based off of that. So I think they were grasping for a lot when it came to trying to put together a cohesive yeah. narrative. I couldn't even tell you really what the major conflict in the movie was about. It was kind of all over the place. Narratively, it was just kind of like, here's a little bit here, and here's a little bit here, but nothing really... Exposure is what I got out of it. Yeah, like it just wasn't very... It wasn't a very strong introduction to a a potential franchise to me. Right. Well, and and I also saw that in some articles that they basically talked about the the movies from this point are going to be more character-driven. Um, basically, so they're going to talk more about this character. They're going to come over when they're going to do more about this character. I know that the young um, Dumbledore is going to be prominent in the second one, I believe. Well, then I just don't understand why I would need to carry the title of Fantastic Beast. They could just call it the, you know, the wizarding world of this or something. Who knows? Uh, That's true. Pottermore presents. I don't know, but just to keep... We're going to have a whole series of of Harry Potter or movies that take place in the Harry Potter universe called Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, but have nothing to do with Fantastic Beasts or where to find them. It's all going to be the, wizard, I mean, the wizarding I, politics mm-hmm. and things like that. I just I, mean, I would have a, loved a better turn. name would have been more suitable. I, yeah. I would have loved the scene, you know, okay, this is, you know, I'm looking for this. This is the region where this monster or this creature is supposed to exist. So we need to find this creature because it's going to be, it, its habitat is just being destroyed. So I need to get it and pr- to protect it because that's what the, he's going through it saying, I'm, I need to protect these bees. We need mm-hmm. to protect them. I would love to have seen more of that, but instead of, you know, this guy's trying to dominate this and destroy this, and we're going to free these, and you know, right. I mean, I, I I I see that too. I mean, it's it it is a little bit of a, um, I, I guess of a, a false advertising kind of kind of issue. I mean, I mean, not a false advertising. Yeah. just they're not. I don't think they're using their their narrative potential properly. Right. But I mean, I'm. I mean, personally, it, it made me look forward to what's coming next. True. So just, j- just because I mean, maybe like I like I said, they might get into that a little bit more with the upcoming movies. Yeah, I'd really like uh, them to explore more of the Grindelwald character because I've always felt like he's been kind of vague in the Harry Potter universe, even yeah. in whatever expanded, uh, expanded literature is out there about him. It's kind of I know he's like Wizard Hitler. I understand that. <laughs> um, a little more exposition of of why that. He, he is worthy of that title would be interesting to see to me. And then that would be the darkness, that dark, where that dark tone that I want to see comes from. Not just, oh, we're oppressive because. Right. And, and spoiler alert, you know, for those that haven't seen the movie yet, uh, the big, big twist at the end. I mean, I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but, you know, piecing together what, what happened. I mean, did you see the, this character? Being this way, you're not you're not talking about Grindelwald. Oh well, yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about Grindelwald. I'm, I'm how how he was involved through the whole thing. 
I mean, basically, it seemed like it was a very elaborate way to be like a super spy. Uh, but again, I, I would say it reminded me of the fourth movie when they do that same kind of stick shtick where they uh, reveal uh, Mad Eye Moody to be mm-hmm. Barty Crouch Jr. And in the book, that works really, really well because you understand who Barty Crouch is and what his relationship is to wizarding politics and things like that. So when it's revealed that it's him in the book, you're like, oh, wow, that's really, this is a huge deal. In the movie, because they had to cut so much out, I feel like that message is lost a little bit. So when the reveal does happen, for the fans who've read the books, oh, that's that's who that is. We know this. But for the, the, the layman, which is really what you're shooting for in any film, is uh, I feel like the message is lost. It's like, who is this and why is he relevant? Right. Uh, I felt like that translated here in Fantastic Beasts as well. Like, I obviously understand who the characters were, but to an extent, but why and what their motivations were was a little fuzzy and a little lost on me. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. More more history about, you know, why Grindelwald's doing what he's doing would have been nice, you know. Uh, yeah, motivations were not clearly... The, no. the the reason villains are good is because they have clear motivations, and then that goes for really any character, but especially villains. And I couldn't I couldn't see his end game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and and Grindelwald himself wasn't in the movie for more than you know three minutes. True, but you could have expressed his ideas and desires through the the the. Um, a good the rant. Colin, the Colin Farrell character. Yeah. A, a good rant at the end of a, a rant of just before he was caught or while he was caught, you know, where he can just go right into it and going, oh, I did this, I did that. And then the transformation, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been, you know, a little bit more thrilling. Right. So, well, you run the risk of something like that being a little cliche where you have. That that character, you know, like almost like the the Scooby Doo ending. Like that that's basically what this was. This mm-hmm. was the Scooby Doo of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, they just well, so let's. See. I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for you meddling wizards. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I can see that. that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that too. But no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree. I think there should have been more of an explanation. I mean, there's always the the fan theories out there, and I mean, even J.K. Rowling said that. Uh, uh, That's another thing. J.K. Rowling must really hate America. Yeah, but even she said that Grindelwald and uh, and uh, Dumbledore had a history. Oh yeah, yeah no, they yeah. Were, I under, yeah the whole Dumbledore is is gay and yeah. him and Grindelwald were lovers, which is a. That's a fascinating aspect of the story, and I'd like to see more of that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't know, heard that one. That aspect of the relationship, <laughs> kind oh. of explored. Uh, just because it would be kind of a progressive thing, yeah, um, and see what Dumbledore's involvement it really is, according to her. Yeah, no, and, and that that's that's something. I mean, especially in, like you said, in in the progressive age. Yeah. How how would that play out? Right, and it's it. it I would say it adds in maybe an interesting contrast in having such um, a progressive idea in in a, such an oppressive setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess, I guess the big question now lies. Would you see the next one? Of course, I'm on board. Um, it doesn't just because uh, I'm not happy with something. If it falls into my fan base, like if I had seen the first Fast and the Furious movie and didn't like it, I probably wouldn't see any more of them. Right. Because my heart's already with Harry Potter a little bit, uh, a lot. <laughs> I'm willing to to give the movies a chance, and of course, I'll see the next one. But it, it it's not going to ever uh, compromise my ability to review the film okay. as a film. Okay, I understand that. What about you, Artab? 
I definitely will be going to see it. Um, I give it a chance. Um, I enjoy the Harry Potter universe too, so um, I just really, I, I'm kind of in agreement with. The, I, I wanted to go see more beasts. You know, mm-hmm. a, a fight between American British um, bad guy here, good guy there. Okay, it was interesting, but I really wanted to see more fantasy. I wanted to see more beasts. Yeah, I didn't want to watch a spy movie. I wanted to watch a fun creature movie. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. Don't get me wrong. The platypus that steals money is the most <laughs> that is the most cool. adorable is, thing. The most adorable cool. thing. I would love a platypus that steals money a- any day of the week. A, he also had the endless pocket uh, spell going on here. <laughs> so he just, just shake him, shake him a little more, yeah. shake him a little bit more, and he just keeps having more stuff coming. Yeah, out. That, and and the, the the fact that they use such a uh, iconic character because it's it shows up in the harry potter universe as well the the same creature um i, I loved it's been a little bit since i've read the books and so i'm having trouble remembering he, him he's, in the, when he's in the book, books. he, he, books, he books, shows yeah. he shows up every once in a, a couple of times i think they said it's uh uh twice in the in the harry potter universe that 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 type of beast mm. um but I, I love what they did with him and he's adorable and i i can't wait to get like a little little platypus plushie of him. Yeah, I liked the <laughs> yeah. scenes in the case. Um, I kind of understand what uh, British magic now entails. A big theme is a uh, big bigger thing. Bigger on the big, inside. Bigger on the inside is is, their, is the thing they really love, apparently. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is like Doctor Who. I get it now. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's a big question. The bird in the movie. Oh, the Thunderbird. That's where I was going. What was it? <laughs> it, it, it was definitely a Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Uh, what gave you that or? Uh, honestly, when um, when the th- when the bird sensed danger, there was a storm inside the suitcase. Correct. Uh, it's just uh, it's a sense of uh, being able to, to control the weather and having the weather uh, affect uh, affected by the bird's mood. And there was a legend of Arizona mm-hmm. as the Thunderbird is from the Arizona area. So when he mentioned Arizona, I'm like, oh, that's got to be... I was happy to see that. that was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, was. I'm rep- I feel represented. <laughs> well, and, and, and now we know why there's uh, pretty much no rain in Arizona. Yeah, the Thunderbird never did come back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Newt. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Good job. You let it go, and it's been in New York ever since. I yeah. <laughs> Not a happy camper there. Yeah, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what, what comes of this this portion of the of the wizarding universe well it's just going to be that that wizarding history lesson i think is what i'm going to be looking for it yeah at the most is like filling in the gaps of uh the history markers that make um harry potter what it is in its you know and how it handles its world right oh and um the politics of the world like don't get me wrong the politics of the world super fascinating i know it's a great vehicle for doing edgy social commentaries and things like that and com- being able to compare it to, you know, our lives in general and stuff. I get all that. Right. It was just a little much. And, I, and But don't get me... It, I still am interested to see it. It was that, interesting that they had a, a, a female president. Yes. A, not a, a female president of color, too. Yeah, it, color. it went full... It went full progressive. In yeah, the, I didn't even realm. catch to see if her name was Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I think well, that's what's coming. What do what, you think of the underlying romance story with the nomad? I thought that was kind of cute. Um, Pissed me off. <laughs> she was cute. She was. Yeah. She was. I'm having trouble remembering a lot of the details of it. That's the other thing, too, is uh, not a lot of the movies stood out to me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a 
for its color palette, it was it, it translated the movie very well as being kind of just dark and bland. Right. And that included the love scenes too, which again, cute, not very memorable to me. Uh, love scenes? What love scenes? Oh, you're right. Not, yeah. not very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, o- overall, I mean, I'd say if you haven't seen this movie yet, spend the money, go watch it. I mean, it's it, it's a good good escape from the reality of things. Yes. It is a little bit, of course, like you said, on the darker side. Um, but, I mean, if you get the chance to see it in the theater, see it in the theater. I'm also kind of interested. Uh, they talked about the American um, school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, they talked about it, and I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, I, don't talk about the school and then not go there. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see the school. What, what is, how, I would have had a whole movie just focused on what American school wizarding life is like. <laughs> that would have that been, been awesome. That. I would have loved to see, you know, maybe him, even if he's just passing through and he needs to talk to a, a specific teacher. A guest lecturer. Right. Yeah, or something along that lines. You know, go to this, the American Hogwarts so we can see what's going on, because... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you can still have, you know, thrilling elements and not have to be this draconian, Orwellian, wizard nightmare world that was created with this movie. Well, I mean, if that kind of, you know, going to the school would fuel the the the, the wizardry world back up again. It would right. give all the people that love Hogwarts that, oh, wow, this is awesome. This is the American version, hmm. you know, so we could be inspired. We can which, feel the excitement. Which they, they kind of Yeah, it made me feel bad as an American, not inspired. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Well, they, they kind of talk about the, the American school a little bit more in the, the Pottermore computer game. Um, Are we going to see that on the screen? Because <laughs> I mean, it, we, we might. There might be some lore from, from that on the screen that they might bring in, but... Um, I, I haven't personally checked out the Pottermore universe yet, but I do kind of want to. But, that so, will be cool. All right. Yeah, I've read a couple of the short stories she's done of the post. Like, I think she did one about... I know she did one about Umbridge. Yeah. I know... I'm pretty sure she did one about Draco Malfoy at one point. And then there was, like, a reunion thing, and there was where Harry and Ron and Hermione showed up, too. And those were all those little short stories were always little fun reads for me, and it mm-hmm. always... It kind of told me that she she's got a lot left in her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> they, she's already talked about you know continuing the Potter yeah. you know series. I still haven't fashion. read the the eighth playbook though. Oh the the, the cursed, cursed child. The cursed child. Well, I'd rather read a novel than a than a, a script. Than yeah. A script. You know, I, I I agree with that. Like I, I was thinking about getting it for uh, getting it for Brie because she's a big Harry Potter fan, and um, I picked it up. I looked at. it. I was like, this is a script to a to a stage play. I'd rather take her to see the stage play. Right. Yeah. So we can basically dedicate this uh, this podcast of ours to Brie, who's, of course, not here. But, hey, yeah. you get to talk about Harry Potter, so you can oh, listen yeah. and check it out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, and before, I actually lied, I did see another movie <laughs> this, this weekend, The Accountant. Oh, yeah, yes, the... Uh, ben Affleck. The Ben Affleck... Rain Man, serial the serial killer assassin movie. Yeah, I, I have to say it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I love Anna Anna Kendrick in a slightly more dramatic role, and definitely a movie I didn't think I would want to see, but completely loved. Right on. Those yeah. are always good. Oh yeah, definitely a, a diamond in the rough type movie for me. For some unknown reason, it looked lame to me, so I didn't really even get that excited over it. But yeah, I may I may try to drag myself to it, take a check. I know I want to go see the the animated uh, 
Walt Disney one. Um, oh, Moana? Moana, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I heard that did gangbusters over the weekend. Oh, yeah. 70, $72 million, I think, over the weekend. Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. That's just U.S. sales, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm interested in doing that, and that and the fact that I think uh, 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 Dwayne Johnson actually sings. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, he sings in that, yeah, in sings that one. And stuff like that. So that'll be kind of interesting to get a good laugh yeah. out of, too. <laughs> and... The next time we get we get together is going to be a little bit closer to Rogue One. Closer would definitely be the case. It's not going to be that far away. We will be looking at the fourteenth of December, so we yeah. have two days. It'll be that weekend. Two days after Rogue One comes out, I'm excited. I'm no, it's two days before. It's becoming well, no, two, no, no. Two, comes two, two, two days after our podcast yeah, when we oh, record yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie but comes it's out. It's going to be too difficult. It already is to avoid all the marketing that I'm seeing for this movie. Oh, my god! I'm, I'm trying to avoid it's it like such, the plague. Yeah. I can't because I'm, I, I go through the web pages and I'm like, okay, got to do this, got to do this. Oh, new trailer for the Star Wars. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's taken a long time for me to... Um, Gain the discipline to not click on those. Mm-hmm. I usually, at this point now, they, they show so much in trailers um, where I usually only want to view the first two because the few yeah. first two are going to give me enough of an idea of what to expect for the movie. Um, no, that, thanks, that, thanks, that, phone. That you threw off, thanks, <laughs> thanks, phone. You threw off my, my train of thought. So sorry. Uh, I usually like to only see the w- one or two trailers, and that's going to be enough to give me the tone of the film. I feel like anything else after that's going to just be kind of in, leading too much into spoiler territory, where I'm not going to be surprised enough. Right. Anymore. Yeah. No. And I I, I kind of feel the same way. Like when um, when episode uh, seven, eight, twelve. 14. Whichever one. Yeah, the, 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 new, the newest one. The Force one, Awakens. The Force Awakens. When that one came out, I was avoiding I'm waiting for everything, f- like the plague, just, just so I could be at least surprised in the movie, and I was, completely. I'm waiting for The Force Falls Asleep. The <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I, I watched, <laughs> I think it was after The Force Awakens where I decided, all right, you're only going to watch two trailers from now. Yeah. Because by the third one, it's still given a lot away. Um but it, I felt, I don't know, at the time, it felt pretty restrained, and there was enough for some prizes and stuff. But I found the more I've cut back on trailer watching, the more I enjoy the actual movie itself. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I see it. I got to watch it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have that kind of restraint. Like, I, I know <laughs> all the little bits of of what's going to be in Rogue One. AT-ATs, original Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, Death Star. You know, I get all that. We're going to see all those things. And I'm just more excited to say see how they're going to expand on those and how they're going to include them in the movie i don't want the trailer to do it for me mm-hmm. and again a universe without the skywalkers messing things up yeah well i mean technically they still are but we're not following True, a, a no. skywalker in this one yeah well again of course now that you say that this movie will probably end with someone uh, the, the clip of uh the the princess getting the, the, the shoving the thing into R2, going, ah, there's a Skywalker. Maybe, maybe. There may be. I mean, that would be a way to connect the two. So. Yeah, you'd come kind of full circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of, we should take a break and then come back and talk about uh, other cons and stuff we got coming up and other things we're going to try to play with. A little bit more details. All right, so we'll be right back. BYTS, Beyond Technology Solutions, has a computer repair shop in the East Valley on the southeast corner of Rutgers and University, where over the last three years, it has grown in personnel and in reputation. 
for being affordable and efficient. They do PC, Mac, cell phone repairs, and sell refurbished computers. All right, we're back, and uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just a couple of upcoming cons and uh, different events that we got going on. Yeah, we've, we've already talked about uh, the two cons that are coming up in January. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also trying to get our foot in the door with uh, places like First Friday in Phoenix, uh, Second Friday in Mesa, which I pretty much go every you know every mm-hmm. other or every couple of, of, of months. Um, I have a lot of friends and a lot of stuff that showed up down there. So we're definitely looking to try to get our foot in the door. We might actually set up a tent and a table and That'd actually nice. uh, possibly even try broadcasting there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people running, roaming yeah. around down there. So I'm not sure how that podcast would be. Very loud and obnoxious, probably. Probably, because it's right right on the street. And they, they don't close down the street itself, do no, they? No, no, no. Do a lot of the vendors who uh, go to First Friday, go to Comic-Con, is there a Absolutely. lot of crossover? Okay. That's oh, actually, yeah. in, in my mind, it's like a, a once-a-month con. Because uh, there were specific, uh, in Mesa I know of, um, everyone has got a theme. Um, now, when you actually start going to them, a lot of them do seem to be quite uh, the similar every time. But, uh, for example, there's like uh, uh, the pirate one, there's the cosplay ones, there's the science ones. So you'll see people cost in pirate costumes, you'll see people in uh, Star Wars, you'll see kids running around as Batman, you, you know, you'll, you'll see the, the cosplay aspect of it. Um, people love to dress up still, even with the weather that it is. It's too hot, it's too cold, but they're still wearing their costumes. Yeah. <laughs> so. De- definitely some dedication there. Yeah, and, and they've even got one where uh, I think they call it Dog's Day, where everyone gets to bring their dog out, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I should know when that is. I need to know that date. Um, actually, I think it was the one in August. But uh, if you check out their website, uh, secondfridayinmesa.com, I believe is the name of it, is, uh, it'll actually show you the schedule for the year. Of is that second, uh, the number two, or the spelled out word second? Second. Uh, 2ND. 2ND, yeah, I think. Okay. It's been a while since I've gone to the website. 2ndfridaymesa.com. Yeah. Just, just Google it. Just Google, Google it. it. Google it. That's the answer Do for the pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, yes, when we talked about our cons that we are in the, which, uh, in the works of. Um, we're still trying to get things set up for other cons down mm-hmm. the road. I did find out, I thought that they weren't going to be doing it, but there does look like there will be a Game On Expo 2017. Nice. So uh, we, I think we did rather well, so I'm pretty sure we'll be welcome back there again next oh, year. Yeah. So um, we're looking kind of forward to that. But there was a lot of bands that we got to check out, and some of them are very familiar, and uh, some of them are still kind of cool. Speaking of, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess this will be a plug for uh, Dratini on the Rocks. Now, I don't know the date, but Dratini on the Rocks will be playing the grid here in Mesa nice. um, coming up sometime soon. And uh, i got to pull my head out of my butt and try to find the date. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, you know, they're one of our favorite mm-hmm. kind of little bands they're a little jazzy they're geeky you know and uh, they do a good interview okay and uh, another big thing that happened this week too the tickets for uh phoenix comic-con went on sale officially absolutely yes. so for those of you that uh, that want to want to come on out and visit here at phoenix comic-con get online and uh, get your tickets and reserve your rooms and do get that in now. Early. Get in early. Yeah. Because the prices only go up from here. Uh, I pretty much estimate the Hyatt rooms will be gone by tomorrow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there were only Friday, Saturday nights left. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of other hotels in Absolutely. the in the area, so, so. Uh, feel free to feel free to check them out. Of course, uh, uh, I know Groupon has some great deals going on. Uh, of course, Travelocity, all those other travel sites, they usually have some great deals going on for that for that time frame too. Well, if, even if you go to the website for the Phoenix Comic Con, oh yeah, um, they'll actually give you the links to the hotels plus the the things. I mean, the Radisson, I believe, is part of that. Uh, Oh, great. Uh, I can't remember the other two. There's like three or four that are right in that region yeah. that are all attached, and they give you good, great rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last year the average rate was about $133 a night. Yeah, that's so not th- bad. That's pretty damn good for being there and yeah. not better than $360 a night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's awesome. Get in there. Uh, our friends at Phoenix Comic Con are going to be working with us, um, so hopefully pay attention we may be giving away membership passes. You Ooh. heard it here. So, yeah, stay, oh, stay tuned. Stay oh, tuned snap. to Con Air. Follow our Facebook, and uh, we'll let you know. We'll Instagram, get, we'll Twitter, advanced. social media. Yes. We're everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so check us out. We're definitely going to be uh, plastering ourselves all over the places. And if you see our ugly faces, uh, try not to scream and run. <laughs> I get that response even on the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that'll do it from us here at Con Air Radio. So uh, I guess it's time to say adios. Adios, amigos. Check you later. All right. <laughs> I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.